With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You are looking live at the KSR Football Podcast. I'm Nick Roush. That's Adam Luckett and Freddie Maggard. Drew Franklin will be joining us shortly once he gets back from the emergency room. That's right. Kentucky football put him in the ER. Bum, bum, bum. That's what we call a tease, folks. We'll tell you more about that in just a minute. But first, I want to tell you about our friends at Justice Dental, proud sponsors of the KSR Football Podcast. Need your teeth cleaned? What if you got a hole in your mouth? I bet you probably feel like you got a hole in your head after watching Kentucky football play. Well, have no fear. Justice Dental is here. Your one-stop shop for all your dental needs. They're the best dentist in Central Kentucky. They've got two convenient locations on either side of Lexington. One on Blazer, the other on Wellington Way. You can schedule your appointment now at justicedental.com. You can also call or text them at 859-543-0700 to schedule your appointment today. Whatever you want, whatever you need, they will fix your teeth. Justice Dental, justicedental.com. Um, boys, that sucked. 31, 38, 21, uh, Kentucky led by 14 and lost by 17. Uh, it hasn't happened very often. Um, I don't think ever actually, um, it was, it was pretty brutal. So I kind of just want to get a, how we feel in vibe. Cause I, I admittedly was until just before that we started uh, recording this here show, I'm sure like many folks on the YouTube channel and in the chat, I was feeling very, very down. So, uh, like it, are we, are we, how are we feeling? Are we mad? Are we tired? Are we angry? Well, take a seat on the KSR football podcast couch and tell us how you feel. Oh, oh, microphone's off. Might need to turn that on. Off to a great start. (laughs) Yeah, I think for the first time this season, I feel like things could go really bad. Like they could really, things could fall apart here. Um, so I think that's where they're at. I think they could like Nick, me and you, not to do our own homework. We both in the preseason kind of had this exactly. We had them both five and two at this point. Thought they would both finish eight and four. And I still think that is certainly on the table, but it definitely feels like they could easily go almost, you know, like six and six. And if things really got bad, they could go five and seven. Um, if the offense keeps crapping out. So, um, there is some nervous energy, I think, from that aspect. You definitely could see um, see it falling apart on them. So there, And there's a lot of stuff to get fixed. It's not just one or two things. I mean, it's a whole laundry list of issues. And I think that's kind of where things lie with them uh, right now. But I say, say all that, they still have, I think, the talent where if they got it together, they could go on a, a run. But I wouldn't bet on that happening. Freddie, are you – are you down and out? I um, I'm kind of like with Luckett, where, you know, we we did see some of this coming. We did not expect the offense to be this bad, but we did at least see the wins and losses. Do you do you have the same sense of um, I don't know if urgency is the right word, but this the kind of foreboding dread that this whole thing could get sideways in any moment, or hell, maybe it already has gone sideways. I got that moment, and I hate to bring it up, Adam. You know where I'm going. Third possession, first play. Yeah. Up 14 nothing, And threw a, my favorite play, a vertical shot to Barry on Brown, when everything was going right. And a chance. What, what Kentucky did on that first down play was reach down gently with their hands and help Missouri off the mat, off the turf, and said, okay, come beat us. When that play happened, I told my niece on that play, I said, we will lose by more than two touchdowns. And I got my, and, and we left. Listen to it on the radio. I tuned back in. But that's how serious I was about how I felt. But that play just sucked the emotion out of me, out of the stadium, out of the momentum. Three and out. And then you get the, uh, 
the fake punt on Kentucky's 39, which, I mean, I think, uh, you know, I think every, I think my dog Millie knew that was going to be a fake punt. <laughs> and uh, ball game, 14-7. It could have been 14-58. Uh, uh, to 58. I mean, it was over. So, I bounced back a little bit listening to Stoops, you know, because I love Mark and I want to – believe in this team, but I, I met, you know, I, I wrote about it and I still think it's the door is closing a little slowly now and there's bacon grease on the doorknob. So, Oh no. Uh, they, they, there's this for me this week, bye weeks are normally awful because it's about fundamentals and all that stuff. And, you know, practices aren't fun, no opponent and you get extra treatment. But I think this week needs, they need to work between the ears on this team because I think that's where it's failing. The, um, for, for I'm 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 a hundred percent with you in that. For whatever reason, having just listening to Mark Stoops talk made me feel better. Like Freddie, I was sitting on my laptop earlier today, just like slunched down. I mean, just like I felt dead inside. I don't. I I really hadn't felt this way in a long time about a loss. I think some of it I needed to just get up off my ass and go to work, and I think that's what's going to happen with these players and these coaches. That's how I feel like I'm somewhat part of the team because I get up my ass up and I go to work and we write our stuff and we go to our press conferences and we do our rapid reactions. Like That's part of – so I hearing the Stoops call-in show and the tone in which he took in that it was very – it's, he's been here before. Like that 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 was the the overall sentiment I got is like he's been here before. He's done this whereas like last week he went off and he stepped in it and he sounded like a first year coach just being a little erratic and lashing out at fans. Like that pony up thing, that was all we talked about for a week and you're like, "What the hell? Is this thing getting sideways?" And then tonight, he's he's purposefully going out of his way to not call a players only meeting, a players only meeting. Like just like they wanted to have a meeting, and I let them have a meeting, so they had a meeting. It's not a – I don't like the players. So it's like, okay, we, we – so he's using a little bit of tact. He's reminding us that, you know, in 21, they were here before. Um, the difference between then and now, though, is that, like, I don't – you can't – I don't care how many times you remind me that Barry on Brown's got an injury or that so you're banged up or whatever. Like, there's some stuff that it's just like, okay, I don't get this here now. The part that I can maybe buy in with him a little bit, especially as it pertains to the passing game market, is when he talks about not being far off. Because as coach-speaky as that sounds, I mean, I thought the offense was there when that opening first two drops, right? Like, even with some dumb mistakes, they were stringing some things together where he was putting it on, guys. He didn't hit Freddie's favorite play, which, by the way, Freddie, I turned to look at it, and I, as soon as it happened, I was like, well, I know what we're talking about on Monday. <laughs> but but they were stringing some things together, and then you got drop passes, right? Like, it's just like they – and I, I think the, the part that is – I'm just really struggling with internally is you have one side where it's like, man, like they're, they're doing some good things. Like, Liam is getting dudes wide open. But also, is it because he has to get a lot over? Like, I'm just, I'm having this internal conflict that's just pulling apart where it's like, I don't, how close are they versus like, how far away are they actually because they consistently get in their own way? It is one thing and then another and then another. It's a stupid mistake after stupid mistake. And you know what? Like, as mad as people are about the penalties, there was only two unsportsmanlike penalties. A lot of them were just execution errors, like holding. You know, like it's just a lot, a lot of dumb stuff, like fumbling it on the first play of the third quarter that I just can't. Come on, what the hell? So I'm, I'm really internally conflicted as to how they can bounce back, but um, I got to remind myself there are is still five games, and if Kentucky beats Tennessee, then like all, all can be salvaged. But that is a big if, like it. It's a very big if. Yeah, that's that definitely. Like, I don't think playing hard is this team's problem. Like, I think this team generally comes out and plays hard and prepares and comes out ready to play these games. I don't think that's the problem. I think just football's a game of execution. And their just execution has not been good at all. Um, 
for the passing game, Nick, like the last two weeks have kind of been damning. Like this team was built to be able to pass the ball. Last two weeks they've gotten into, all right, we got to drop back and pass. We're down scores. We got to be able to go throw it. And they just haven't been able to do it. And not even close. I mean, this, this past week against Missouri was the worst pressure rate they've given up. It was probably the, that was the old offensive line we saw last year in pass pro. They can't get guys open. Can't catch the ball when they do get open. When Devin Leary makes great play extension type moves in the pocket, gets away to extend plays. Like those two third downs of Brown Stevens, like he created those, not the play call. He created that and makes a throw. And, you know, you do you make a great individual effort play like that and your receiver drops the ball. Um, I thought it was telling that who did they throw it to on that on those scripted drives? They threw it to Demi Sumo Karnbay. They threw it to Tavian Robinson. They threw it to Ray Davis. Like, that's where they're at as an offense right now. Um, and then, but, but when the, the chips are on the line, they got to drop back. They're, they got to go to seven and six. Um, and until they start getting better in pitching and catching with that, that 13, seven, and six altogether, they're going to have issues on offense. And it's just, I know we, we, like, it's easy to get mad and say, well, they should have got Ray Davis more touches. Like, he had 20 carries on, like, 56, 57 snaps. Like, that's a heavy work volume. You know, you can't mm-hmm. give it to him every play. So, like, there's just a lot. Of, the offense just has um, a lot of issues that they're, that they're trying to figure out. I think Cohen's doing a good job with the opening scripts, but a lot of offensive football is just, like, you have an identity, you have a scheme, these are the plays we run, and this is what we're good at. And so when the chips are on the line in high-leverage situations, that's what you run. Um, Kentucky's whole offense, the whole offseason, was built on a passing game and throwing the ball to seven and six. And they can't do that worth a daggum right now. And so until that gets better, they're just going to have all kinds of offensive issues. I mean, I don't see any way around it. The both players have less than a fifty percent catch rate, which means, yeah, I, I believe the exact numbers for Brown is they've thrown it to Barry and Brown forty-seven times, and he has twenty-three catches. Dane's gotten thirty-five targets and uh, only seventeen receptions. So, yeah, yeah. That, that's like it's just <laughs> that's the most inefficient they offense they have right now is what was supposed to be the strength of the team uh, in the preseason. So it's. It's bad. It's ugly. Almost as bad and ugly as Drew Franklin. Hey. Hey. How's it going? Yeah, you're on. Yeah. Uh, how's how's it holding up? Are you are you okay? I've had a wild turn of events tonight. Oh. I was uh I like passed out of the doctor like 20 minutes ago. It's like get me to the podcast. We gotta get over there. <laughs> um, how are we feeling? Did, did uh, you? I'm doing great. I I cut off part of my finger. It was an accident. <laughs> Uh, making soup, real tough guy move. I didn't think I was going to need stitches, but after like five hours, I'm still just bleeding through everything. So I went over there and they couldn't stitch it because it was like I just cut it off. So they burned all my blood vessels, whatever that means. So here we are. <laughs> wow. And he's back. Yeah. That's like I Ronnie was- Lott. Like you're, yeah. you're, you're Ronnie Lott. You got your finger cut off and you just chopped it off and you went right back to work. He Why said, we... I don't have much we can do. What's your pain tolerance? And I'm like, I don't know. Where are we going with this? But we're here. <laughs> this was all like 20 minutes ago. Glad to be here. What have I missed? All right. Well, here's the question. What soup were you making? Uh, we call it colorful soup because there's so many vegetables. Okay. This might be a little more red than in the past. We're just not going <laughs> to we're not gonna tell anyone. We're just keep it moving. Extra red pepper, tomato this batch. Have you have you eaten any of this soup yet? No, I think that's part of the problem. Um, he, he, <laughs> he 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 did his, he did his little move where he burned me, and he was like, "Hey, uh, Abby was there." He's like, "He's got a pretty high p- pain tolerance." I'm like, "Yeah, write that down. I'm tough." But then I was like, "Hey, Doc, I'm getting lightheaded." And the next thing I know, they've ripped my shirt off me and got ice packs on me, and I'm laying down. I'm like, I got to go talk about Kentucky, Missouri, guys. We got to go. So here we are. <laughs> wow. Respect. Yeah. What I miss? What I miss? Has Freddie done his rant yet? We, no, we need to get him revved back up because he wasn't. He was being polite early on, and then I mentioned Barryon's catch rate, and I think now he's ready to roll again. Because <laughs> Freddie, if, if if you want to pump the brakes on it, you can. Yeah. But like, but if or if you just want to unleash, like, go for it. Uh, um, what What was the numbers again? 
Uh, 23 catches on 47 targets. So, so yeah, that's that, that's a lot. Right? It's the most on the team, uh, I would by, imagine. Yeah, I'd say yes, by, it is. By probably a mile, right? So by ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, again, I mean the game. I mean to me, honest to God, as soon as that pass left his hand, after absolutely scripting two beautiful drives and dispersing the football to players they could trust. To take that shot was mismanagement of the offense, mismanagement of the football game, and the game was lost on that play. I don't. And Mark kind of said a little bit about that tonight on his show. He didn't go as hard as I'm going, but to me it was over. I mean, why the hell are you going to go off, you know, the script that's working, run Ray Davis, get some positive yards. You're getting a quarterback with some momentum because you're, you're getting him throws – where he could see the numbers and he's completing passes. And then here we go with that same play that they've ran 847 and a half times and completed one probably, right? I don't think any. Then, okay, yeah, none. The Vandy, the Vandy game. That That's one. Yeah. So now you're second 10, three and out. What happened after that, Adam? You got the numbers because I read your article. What was, like, what was the offensive drives after that? Yeah, you, uh, went, you go three and out, three and out. Um, you go five and out. You go half, you go fumble, you go three and out, and then you go and score the touchdown. But you right. had five drives there where you pretty much went three and out right. every time. Plus for two drives, out. I thought that was the Kentucky offense. I thought that was what we were going to see for the season. You can't keep that up, right? I mean, you can't score on every possession. You can't carve up a defense like that. But Kentucky showed what Kentucky could do to me. Went away from that, and you get beat, right, to a lesser team. To a lesser team in Missouri. Missouri's a good team, but look, the difference is Missouri played like a team. I think there's too many individuals and too much selfishness on this Kentucky team for my liking. Luther Burden the third, two catches, 15 yards. Right? He yep. had 54 before the game. Still, still in the game, right? Still doing some stuff. He was hurt, but still. I, I just. There's a lot about this team that baffles me between the ears. They got to get their head out of their ass or they're going to lose control this season. Here's my question for you, Freddie, because I'm with you. But my, here, here's my counterpoint um, Kentucky going into the season, we talked about it at SEC Media Days. They were going to have this is kind of a big transition here, right? You're going to a more pass-heavier offense. This is the most they've ever invested in the offseason and passing offense in particular, both financially and their talent, their players, everything. What if part of those growing pains are taking those shots? Like, is that something you have to do in order to grow as a program to develop your passing offense is go through some growing pains or is it just a fool's errand at this point? And maybe if you're going to do those growing pains, do it with different personnel than what they're going to right now. With a quarterback that has struggled with confidence and accuracy, and you finally got that going, then you call the most uh, low percentage throw in football, right? If that was second and four, I could I could understand it. Second and three, a manageable down. But that's how many times? Has Kentucky been a second and 10 plus and then leads to three and out? I mean, it's a high number. I don't know. Adam probably knows the number, but my goodness. I mean, I know I'm obsessing over one play, but I think that one play sums up the season right now for this offense. And yeah. I believe in Lynn Cohen. I believe in Mark Stoops. And I, but I just, if they're, you know, you talked about NIL and invested in this offense. There's one player, two players right now showing positive ROI, return on investment Deion Walker and Ray Davis. The, yeah, I just the, think uh, to Freddie's point, it was just I don't. It was a wrong time to like take a kill shot. You've got momentum going. Um, keep doing what you're doing. Build some. Keep letting your quarterback make some easy throws. How about like letting him start a game ten to twelve completions instead of doing that? And then it just for this team, they just unravel. I mean, fast. Like, they get in trouble and it's like quicksand. I mean, it just all falls apart on them when something bad happens. You had all the momentum right there. You just didn't need to do it. And, like, field position was a thing. Like, we didn't know it at that time. It was going to be a big issue in that game. Just getting a couple first downs there would have been 
a big thing, with especially how the defense was playing early, and you're up two scores. I mean, Missouri hadn't done anything. They hadn't blocked you yet. It was just – I like the aggressive nature of taking a swing. It was just not the time to do it, I think, in hindsight. I think especially with they haven't really hit on hit on that all year. So it was just not – it wasn't the time to go for that. And I think that was the mistake uh, there. The, um, the play that really got me is I was – I was mentioning it at half, Drew, but uh, I was like, man, this, this might be the biggest drive of the year. Might be the biggest play of the year. And first play, what do they do? They're Instead of giving it to one, it's in around to seven. And then, oh, fumble. <laughs> She's like, oh, well, I guess it can't be the biggest drive of the year if it only lasted one play. What is wrong with – you all that know football better than me. What is wrong with Kentucky at the end of the first half? It spans multiple college classes under Mark Stoops. Yeah, this is the worst. This is the worst it's been. I remember um, when they won at South Carolina for the first time. I mean, that was several years ago. There was a little bit of something at the end of the first half. 2015. Like, there's always been something at the end of the first half. Yeah. I mean, this is what lost them the Tennessee game two years ago, but it was the opposite. They were too aggressive right at home. They went for it on fourth down, threw it to Wandale. And then Tennessee hits a pass and kicks a field. It was the opposite of what happens. But it reminds me of kind of like pre-bowl game stoops, like early in his tenure. Like they just can't kind of figure it out. Offensively, I think he's being conservative. And then I think defensively they're having some lapses in pass coverage. Um, and so that that's – it's tough because like – if you want to be aggressive there on offense, you have to have a passing game you trust. Mm. Number they just don't have that. I nope. mean, that's the first problem. If we're going to be honest with this, that's <laughs> to score on those situations, you got to be able to throw the football, um, and they can't throw it. So that and that's been a overarching theme throughout Stoops' tenure. Defensively, they've been better than they ha- in the past few years, I think, than what they've shown this year, and they're just having lapses on defense for. Whatever reason, but um, how Kentucky plays that, you know, you, we can be mad at it, but that's they trust their defense to get stops in those situations, and their defense has failed them in situational football. I told you all this when it happened, but I did a concourse lap to find some some food that I could identify what type of protein it was uh, outside <laughs> of the media room. Did a little lap, and at that point, what was it at halftime? Seventeen fourteen. Yep, yep. 17, I mean, 14. we're we're upset, but I mean the nights. Far from over at 17-14. We got some complaints, but there's still 30 minutes of football left. There were grown men having full-blown panic attacks on the concourse, screaming expletives about Mark Stoops. At that point in the game, they're still only down three. I had not seen anything like it from people being that upset about him. And a lot of it was just how that entire, not the entire first half, but the second quarter had gone specifically. See, well, and I think that goes back to what Luckett said about it being quicksand for this team. I mean – they were rocking and rolling that first quarter. Those first two offensive drives were incredible. You had a three and out that set the tone and got the crowd into it. And then Max Harrison gets his 772nd interception of the season. Like Almost it, had another one, too. If he doesn't have that cast on, yeah, I think he probably catches the second one. But fans, they were in it. They were ready to roar. And then for it to just erode so quickly, and you, it, just was, it was such a snowball rolling downhill. Uh, Kentucky could not withstand the avalanche. And you know what? I think they might have been able to if they had their bird dog snow gear on, right? Bird dogs has to have snow gear. I mean, they've got everything, don't they? I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't. Uh, bird dogs, it's the best clothing attire out there, whether you want to get some comfortable shorts um, that have the liner inside of them, or maybe some, some nice work dress pants that don't look like dress pants, they feel good. Yeah, you're ready to rock. You're ready to roll. Bird dogs will get you ready to rock and roll. Uh, here's here's another thing I realized, uh, Drew. We were out looking for Halloween decorations. They already have the Christmas decorations up. So, is it too early to start getting bird dogs for your significant other for Christmas? I don't think so. I like I bird dogs because so. they're three sixty five. Any season, any holiday, throw on your bird dogs. And put in promo code KSR, and you're going to get a Hydro Flask-style water bottle with your first purchase as well. BirdDogs.com slash KSR or promo code KSR at checkout, 
and they'll hook you up with a hydrofly style water bottle. Birddogs.com, simply the best of the best, the most efficient attire in the business. Um, efficiency. That's what the Kentucky Alpha used. Like that tradition too. Uh, I tried to go there, you know. I, I tried to go back to that well. But uh, before we go I, on to efficiency, I want to bring up a point you just, I don't want to gloss over it with Christmas okay. and Halloween. Today, yeah. Yeah. I went to Thank Walmart. You. I went to Walmart. Yep. Me and Kroger. I went to Kroger. Kroger. Went to the grocery store. Well, don't don't complain about it if it's Kroger, though. Pils- no, I'm not complaining about it. I love Kroger. Pillsbury's cookies now, seasonal cookies. I like the, the Halloween ones that are sugar that have the pumpkin. Oh, those went are great. Get, went in to get those. They're elf-themed with Will Ferrell on them. Pillsbury, what are we doing? It's Where's October 16th. Like, Where, it's... I'm just Christmas. now getting revved up for Halloween. Like we put this the spiders out the other day. I'm I'm got a freaking axe right here. Like what the right. hell? Like let's do some Halloween. I still have two mums alive that I haven't killed yet. Why are we why we got Christmas stuff out? But <laughs> efficiency. Impressive. Efficiency. Oh it sounds like the stores are being too efficient. Hey, you know what? I will say though, shout out to the media people for giving us candy because I was eating my feelings earlier today. I was definitely eating my feelings earlier. How are, are you? Are you sad about the game, Drew? Are you? So we're we're trying to sad. let our feelings out. Like, are you? Is there any optimism in there? No, like, I've been I've been uh, kind of a sunshine pumper all season long. To be honest, been I even tried to spin Georgia, and uh, you know it was a one off. They'll bounce back. Teaching moments. I got nothing right now. I'm very disappointed. I've given Leary and, and that passing, really the whole offense collectively, just this extended leash. Even Vandy, I'm like, okay, Florida, on and on. It's now we're going into the, the seventh game of the season. Like, it's too late. They are what they are at this point. Eight. I, eight, excuse me. The seventh <laughs> is behind us. And it's yeah. Tennessee. I mean, those guys have had plenty of time to turn it on. If it was just that it was, you know, we called the first three games of preseason or they just weren't into it. I mean, we are past all of that, and it hasn't gotten much better. So I'm, I'm pretty wounded on optimism right now. Do we know why this one's hurting? Like, does anybody have a theory behind that? Because I can't. I'm feeling like I would feel, like I, I feel like I'm two weeks ahead on this because you just mentioned the T word. I mean, if this happens against Tennessee, like I, I'm going to be dead. Like R.I.P. See you next time. So long. Sayonara. Um, Bruce Willis. I'm I'm him in the sixth sense, right? Like, just done. So why – is it because we're smart football fans and we just don't see this thing turn around? Like, what is it about right now that has everybody so freaking down? Because look at two – they lost three in a row in 21 and they bounced back. Is it because we haven't seen anything yet at all? Like, I don't I – don't, I can't put my th- finger on it. I know one thing that's infuriating because I just had this conversation with someone that's not a Kentucky fan a couple hours ago. They're laughing. They say, when we turn on your games, your guys are celebrating a tackle on second and 10 like they just won the game. And that's, you know, we've said it over, it's this arrogance. Like everything they do, the most basic play has to have a flex or I'm the best ever when – it's not even that great right now. And I think that's why fans are so down. It's, I mean, you lose. It's Kentucky football. We've seen plenty of losses. It's, it's kind of the way they're acting in losing that has got a lot of people losing hope and really frustrated with this team. Isn't that trivial, though? I mean, how, what does that matter? Like, do, like, it, do, 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 like does it matter? Because, like, there is, I think there is a leadership problem. But, like, is that a byproduct? It's of icing it? on the cake, yeah. Okay, so all right, uh, yeah, because like I don't, I don't think trash talk is like inherently bad. I don't. I, I think most people would agree, and I think when it's happened in previous years, it's been fine. I mean, how awesome was it when Denzel Ware threw a trash can at Lamar Jackson? Like that was freaking hilarious, you know. But well, that's like, that's all we had back then. <laughs> But it's it's I, uh, when you it's when you're down thirty at Georgia and you get a first down and stand up and do that like we don't want to see that right there like well you're so, down thirty yeah, yeah. save that it, for save that for w- when you're winning so so maybe that's like goes back to I think what Freddie had on KS board sign up join us but uh, maybe some potential selfishness from this team is that is is that maybe what we're spotting here I think so and I I think why. 
I'm more mad than disappointed is this was a self-inflicted loss. Missouri didn't beat Kentucky. Missouri started, Adam had this three possessions inside Kentucky's territory. Missouri will let Kentucky beat Kentucky. Yeah, Missouri just stood back and said, okay, do your thing, Kentucky, because you're going to do this. All right, I got this right here. You are going to start three drives inside of – we're going to start three drives inside your territory. Our starting field position is going to be at our own 40. You're going to turn the football over three times. You're going to average 36 yards a punt, and you're going to commit 12 penalties for 122 yards. And you're going to drop how many? Four or five passes? We'll just step back and let you do your thing. Go right ahead, Hoss. We'll, we'll be all right. Go ahead. And that's what that's what aggravates me. And then I think with that, on top of what Drew's saying, the celebrations and, and then all this, I mean, number 11, I can't remember his name, uh, DB. Childress. Yes. Big he got, he got Okay. Three or four plays before that, he did things worse than got him that penalty. And I was looking at the TV like, okay, cut it out, grow up, stop this. And then, boom, there it was. You know, I think that's what brings the aggravation. And, I, and I'm only saying what I, I'm, I'm somewhat echoing the players here, right? Because I, I love people inside that building. I know them. I, I have, you know, they're friends inside that building. And I hate this. But I'm just saying what Eli Cox said. I'm summing what, up what he said. I'm just summing up what Walker said, and I'm putting it in my own spin to it, right? I'm not saying anything different than they said, right? So I think the self-inflicted, all the – I call them game killers that I listed in the AAR. That's what makes me mad. And then, like Adam said, the icing on the cake is you act stupid. I mean, you're, you're, you're acting silly. You're embarrassing you know, I mean, if you're going to trash talk, at least be good at it and know when to do it. You know what I'm saying? Because I did like it when they hit Leary late in the end zone. I liked it when the offensive line said, no, you're not going to hit our quarterback. You know? But that was the right time to do that. You know, there's right and wrong times to do things. And I, right now this team is doing things at the wrong time. Yeah, Nick, I, here's what I think a lot of the fan angst. Okay, um, like, the new SEC is coming, and people are really nervous about that. Like, really, really, really anxious about that. Um, anytime on our board, Nick, a three-star recruit commits to Kentucky, there is, like, almost an instant panic like, about that. And yeah. a lot of it has to do with that. And then I think – well, I don't think. Kentucky's been ranked three times at home in the last year – and they've played South Carolina, Vanderbilt, Missouri, and lost all of those games at teams home. That they all, teams they always beat. They've given <laughs> Shane Beamer, Clark Lee, and Eli Drinkowitz signature wins early in their tenure there. And I think that's that's nerve that's nerve wracking for people because they see it as maybe Kentucky get potentially getting passed up. Um, now I say that all that all of that is for not now because they're not even going to play those teams every year, um, mm-hmm. except South Carolina is looking like. And so I think that that has a lot to do with the angst. You're losing games. They, they, Kentucky, I mean, they were favorites in all those games. They weren't big favorites except for the Vandy game, but they were favorites in all those games, and they, they lost. And they lost two of them by double digits, and the other one, they, they were, I mean, they're awful, and they almost won uh, against Vanderbilt. And so I think that has something to do with the angst there. Um, it's two, like, two disappointing seasons in a row now, um, and there's – and it's not just one problem, like with this team. I think that is the biggest issue. Um, it's you have to you have to like second guess the coaches almost. So like, what were they thinking in the roster building? I portion? thought we were past this, right? I mean, I, I, yeah. did. I thought what, Kentucky what, I mean, was past this. What were we thinking in the roster building? Um, you know, with the lack of wide receiver depth. You know, you, we get it at the time. We understood it. But now that was that seems like a really big miscalculation, you know. You only got nine scholarship receivers, but we got I think six or seven scholarship tight ends. But those tight ends aren't being used, and they're being used. They're being just as inefficient as the receivers. Same so, thing with uh, running backs. What's going on? Yeah, what's going on there? You got a bunch like so. What from a roster like building standpoint? What were you doing? Um, you put all your chips in this. Let's call. I mean, 
All the chips are in the Barry Brown and Danky basket. I don't know how else to say it other than that. Like that yeah. was the season, offensively, and it's and, and Liam it's Cohen. So kind of is with Liam Cohen and Devin Leary. And another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's just been, like, grossly disappointing. Uh, but you can't quit it now. I mean, you're, you're committed to it, and you've got to figure out. you still got to throw the ball. Like, I don't think it's going to do anybody any good if they just pack it in and say, all right, Ray, let's tote this rock 35 times to get you 1,800 yeah, rushing yards yeah. and let's try to go 8-4. and four. Like, that's not that's not going to do anybody any good. You've got to kind of – you have to figure this out right now. And it's hard to f- figure it out because they've been atrocious. I mean, they can't complete passes. Like Number one, let's talk about completion rate, like the simplest stat of them all. They can't complete passes. Yep. You know, they're hovering around 50%. In all their power conference games, completion rate-wise. I think they were barely over 50 against Vandy and Missouri, the two worst pass defenses they've played. Um, the two better ones they played, they were well below 50. And so, it's like, what? it shouldn't be this hard. Like, what is going on? Why is it this hard? It just should not be this hard. And it's, it's something they're really going to have to sit down, I think, during the bye week and do a lot of self-reflection. Um, I, it's not just the players. Like I think they got as a offensive staff, they got to figure out okay, what are we doing and is this working? And I see a lot of you know put Leary in a tempo offense, spread it out. That's not what he ran at NC State. This there wasn't a Gus Malzahn offense. They were a spread offense, and he was making half field reads and RPO, RPO a lot. Now maybe maybe that's something you need to look at potentially. I mean, but I don't do you know, have enough receivers to even do a damn spread offense? You know, you're yeah. have all your tight ends playing slot. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, but uh, you can't run like people wanting to run tempo. They're just not built to do that. So, and that's not what Mark Stoops wants to do. And to put an offense that's not efficient in tempo, what sounds like the worst idea in the world yeah. uh, to me, uh, if I was making any decisions, but I'm not. But I just they, but they had like. Like the passing game's got to pull them out of it. Nothing else can pull them out of this rut. Like the passing game just got to get better. And they got to use their own shovel to dig out of this hole. Um, yeah. And there's not like is this like we're not going to wildcat and we're not calling Lynn Bolton in here to co- play quarterback. Like that's not on the table here. Like you're gonna have to pass your way out of this passing rut. Wouldn't mind it though. That would be would be fun. I I want to go back to uh, how you kind of started off of that with like some of the overall angst. Um. Because I, I think some of it for me is that Mark Stoops' biggest problem has always been the passing offense, right? Like, and Drew, yeah, for, for, this, for this team, this program, to do anything crazy, they have to just be better passing the football. That's been the biggest hang-up this entire time. And in the offseason, you thought they made the adjustments to take that next step, and it was going to be at the right time. I mean, let's be honest, 2021 – that kind of bailed their asses out, too. Like, that was a very important hire at offense coordinator. Stoops knocked it out of the park with a risky move and had the best passing offense in 14 years, right? Like, they crushed it, and they had record-breaking performances from receivers. They had an all-time run. Like, it was, it was incredible. And so you thought, like, okay, well, they're going to re- be able to recapture this magic just in time for this thing. And Drew, my... The question that I I would like you to answer because it's an answer that I I think has me it's it's what has me really down today. Has has this Kentucky ha, have we hit the hard ceiling? Has it plateaued? Did we did we re, has ha, have we reached the mountaintops and the nine and three the two nine and threes are it? Is this? This kind of, I don't want to call it a spiral, but is that the most we're ever going to get out of this fun run? Uh, I don't want to say it's the ceiling because I, I thought we were at a ceiling a long time ago and Mark Stoops punched through that one. 
But this one is certainly, you know, this is a thick slab of concrete on this ceiling. It's it's not one we can just expect to punch through anytime soon. I, I know Luggett wrote this on the board. A lot of it is just how people see what the next level is. Some people want to go be in the playoff. I, that's a little far away for me. I want to be consistently top 25 and consistently yeah. favored over Missouri, Vandy, South Carolina, and then, you know, kind of rotating with the big dogs. Uh, but just to go back to your question, I don't think this is the ceiling. I just think that the next step is much harder than any step they've had to make yet. My, my think my feeling of dread is just cause I, cause I think that the ingredients from the 2018 season were what Mark Stoops is most comfortable with. And it was, they had the best of the best in those ingredients as a great running game, great offensive line, great defense, best I'll, I'll never, I'll, I'll never see a defensive football player at Kentucky as good as Josh Allen, and they were an overtime away from winning at A and M in a terrible game plan by Eddie Grand, and they didn't have the quarterback to get it done, and then they they completely just didn't bring it at Tennessee. My next step for you, like like you asking what the next step is, I just want the Sugar Bowl. Like, can we have that New Year's Eve in New Orleans where I roll out of bed at noon on the first and the bowl games are on and I'm feeling terrible, but you know what? I got eight, eight hours to bounce back and get ready to watch the Cats play in the Superdome. That's, that, that is my next level. I, I think I just worry that that moment was fleeting, and that's where probably my overall sense of dread is. I'm not willing to go all the way there. But I storm red comes from because a lot of things were teed up for this. But maybe I just took for granted what Will Levis and Wandell Robinson and Chris Rodriguez could do. Uh, you know, maybe they were just a lot better than than what I thought, right? Like those guys, maybe those guys were just that good, and we aren't going to see a lot of similar players like that around here for a while. Yeah, I, I think those players are coming though. Like I think they'll find that level of player again. But, like, the step that I think everybody wants to get to, or even just keeping this thing rolling, it's hard to do it unless you're getting some good quarterback play. Yeah. Like, got to pass the football. You know? <laughs> so, why is it so hard? Every, like, 80 of the 130 teams in college football are pretty good at it. Like, why do we have to be the Iowa of the SEC? Like, Yeah, and then you, you got to realize 21, you had Wondell. You had two NFL receivers, Wondell and Josh Ali. Yeah. You it, can't it just forget Wondell's Josh special, Ali. special. Yeah. Pre-Stoops. Pre yeah. Pre-Stoops. Like, if you go with the year after Woodson, they've had two, like, teams that could pass the ball, essentially. It was 2010 and – 2021. That 2010 team had Randall Cobb driving the offense, and then it had Chris Matthews and another NFL receiver outside. The 2021 had Ali and the number two, and then you had Wondell Robinson. Like that's two top 50 picks that were just studs in every regard, and Cobb and Robinson and guys that you know Cobb's still for he's still freaking playing in the NFL. Like that, <laughs> he got that a dude was play a. Play. I mean, he's a monster. Plays. He's just uh, he was just a monster. And you had him driving, and he was the engine driving that team, that offense back then. And then Wondell was the engine driving it in 21. Like, it's, do you just have to have a once-in-a-decade player to have a good passing offense? Because that's what that tells me. Like, we, you got to have a once-in-a-decade receiver. You know, once a decade, they can go do it. Um, but that's the biggest thing they have to get fixed. And I think Mark Stoops realizes that. And that's why I back to my point earlier, Nick. You just gotta figure it out, like how yeah. how you as an organization and as an off and as a football team, how you have to operate to throw the football because that is what you have to do to to give yourself even a chance, like to give yourself the hammer to maybe break through the concrete ceiling. Because if you don't have that, you then you're just punching it, and you're gonna break your hand, and mm. you're gonna make soup, and your fingers gonna burn. Because that's you're not gonna get you're not gonna get through that. But if you had the passing game, because what Stoops has done, he's built all of this without having like you see a lot he's of kids good. break through. It's the quarterback. Like Washington is breaking through right now because they have Michael Penix Jr. Yeah, Louisville got the cheat code with Lamar Jackson. Like, Louisville got that's, it with that's the Lamar easiest. Jackson. Yeah. So like when typically when teams like this break through, like even Clemson, like the reason they break through one national championship is because they had two generational quarterbacks back to back. 
Like typically, the way teams break through is with the court, like the quarterback just just putting, the, just grabbing everybody else and pulling them to the next to the next to the next level. And that's what I think it's going to have to take at Kentucky. But you've got to build a organization and a system where you can cultivate that potentially. And that's something I think they're trying to figure out how they can consistently do that. And maybe it takes a year like this where they're just going to have to, you know, eat some crap while they figure it out. But it, they got to figure it out how they're, how they're going to do it. Yeah, the transfer receivers that left, I mean, can't blame them. But that hurt them, you know. Yeah, no There's doubt. no depth. There's no – the bench is not an option because, like like you said, Nick, you can't even play up tempo because I mean, you don't have enough receivers. And my thing is, is the chicken and egg, man. And, you know, Larry has not been good. Let's just be honest about yeah. this, right? Yeah. But his supporting cast has not been supportive, right? Which which came first? Was it the drops or the bad passes? Did the bad passes, you know, did I, that's just a continual cycle of. I think the when I look at Kentucky, I don't throw the blame at one individual. I I just look at the entire pass game because we all talk drops, drops, drops. Well, I, I I watch a lot of tape. The routes the routes that are being run aren't very good either. I mean, there's some really strong route errors. But I will say this: I thought Danky two games in a row, two games in a row, has played well. I, I'm taking him out of that equation. So if we're going, you know, I don't want to bash an individual player, but I think. Dane is kind of he's he's getting it together, right? And he only got two targets on Saturday. Explain that one. Yeah, it's a great question. And I thought he blocked well Saturday too. Blocked extremely well. I was getting ready to say that, Adam. I thought he played a hell of a football game. So he's but he only together. got targeted two times. Yeah. So that's coming for him. So that's you're hoping that that will lead uh, to good things. And so I think you know you can't quit like these. They've got a super case of the sophomore slumps going on in that program. Yeah, yeah, and, it's and I, both sa- it's both sides of the football too. It's not just um, guys on offense. They they just got to kind of play their yeah. way through it. I I don't want to be the told you so guy, but I did I did have to pull up that old message board thread because like you you could sniff it out in game one. Um, it was there, but hey, I'm I'm not going to be. We said this is going to be cathartic. Somehow I've found myself in this group therapy session feeling worse. I don't want to feel worse. I want to end on a high. So I want to talk about some silly things, like what we're going to do this weekend. And if you don't play yet, I suggest you download the game time app and get tickets to go do something because there's plenty <laughs> of things out there to go do. Maybe go to an NFL game. Your Bengals luck it. They, their offense has really got it figured out. I'm, the, the Titans, Drew, maybe Will Levis plays on Sunday. You could go download the Game Time app and go see him in person. Is which, by the way, are they going to? Is Levis going to play? Uh, I hope not. Whoever is that quarterback has a death wish behind that line. But you should get the Game Time app to go watch Malik Willis run for his life. <laughs> it's the fastest way to get last minute tickets. The best app in the world. Use promo code KSR. You're going to get twenty dollars off your first purchase. Very easy to use. It's a leader in the ticket market for a reason because it's the best app out there. Promo code KSR for your first purchase on the Game Time app. Yeah, are, are you? Are, are we? Are we dabbling? Is anybody doing anything fun? Like, because I, I kind of just like. I'm not going to lie, riding out that Florida money line uh, bet and then watching Oregon's kicker miss it, like that was a r- adrenaline rush unlike any other. Like I would love to go to a game, but at the same time, I kind of just want to put my butt in front of a bunch of TVs and have a, have a Saturday. That's what I'm going to do. Um, I considered doing something fun, getting out, a little quick trip, but – Sinking into that couch sounds pretty awesome. I might step out and get dinner or something, but I'm looking forward to doing a bunch of nothing on Saturday. I'm going to watch the other football tomorrow. Might use the Game Time app to add some more tickets. Going to watch a little soccer, U.S. versus Ghana. Oh, have you? Where's that? It's in Nashville. Ooh, Ghana, U.S. soccer. So that's 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 my big bye week trip on a Tuesday. Saturday, I'll be watching football on the couch. Freddie, I'm going to our nation's capital for a wedding this weekend. Do you have any fun uh, places I should stop at the place that Forrest Gump once went? Are you driving to D.C.? We are flying uh, okay. Thursday go, morning. Go to the mall. I would I would think that Duke would like the uh, – Ooh, no kids. Par- oh, adults oh, only yeah. trip. Oh, adults yeah. only. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there's a couple – 
Um, the aircraft one, the airplane one, the air museum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's a, that's a must. The mall area in general. Have you seen the monuments before the Vietnam? The mall, like uh, where you go to the stores no, and you buy no, some it, clothes. It's where all the monuments are. The, the Vietnam yeah. and Korea. I, I, I've been to them, but it, I haven't okay. been since I was in you know a teenager. It's, it's cool to go as an adult. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't, I don't even want to go there, but. Yeah, yeah, we don't need to go all the way there, but yeah. Yeah, I don't want to, uh, but yeah, I would, I would definitely go to the mall, go to the monuments, and then the airplane one, and it, the space stuffs in there. That's pretty cool. Okay. Okay. And then yeah. if if, if, you, if the drill teams are operating down there, that would be something good to see as well. I've been. Like sometimes the Marine Corps drill team would be there, you know, when they flip the rifles and all that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And then, but but I'm sorry, the changing of the guard. If you've not yeah. seen the changing, I've of seen the, guard, the changing. Okay. That's 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 yeah. that's that's what I was trying to think of. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I went to yeah. the changing of the guard when it was raining. It's amazing. I mean, it, just in general, what it is. Do you know how they select those folks? I was in basic training, which is boot camp for the army. And at that time, it was males only. Now it's males and females. But then you have to be an infantry. That's, you have to have an infantry job. Okay. You have to be six foot. Your waist cannot be over 32. You have to have a GT or a test. Score. You have to be smart. <laughs> you have to have a, a physical fitness test that is through the roof. Qualify expert on your rifle. And they handpick those people from basic training. So you go through basic training. They send you to airborne school so you'll have a shiny little jump wing on. And then you go through like a year of training up there just before they let you do anything, right? So those folks that you see that are changing the guard, they've been practicing shining brass and all that for a year before they let them up there. And it's it's pretty cool duty for those folks. I just... I had a buddy did it for three years and loved it. I can't imagine the attention to detail one must have to... I, I mean, my desk, it's a poop show, right? Like, I don't know how. Yeah. Like, I can't. It just, it's like long snappers. People that do, like, jobs that are, yeah. I don't want to say routine, but I, I just, I can't imagine that. Uh, that's why you see errors in all my posts. A bunch of, bunch of grammar mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. And you can you, see, you, there's, some, you, there's some grave sites, too, that are pretty mandatory to see in Arlington. How's are you spending your bye week, Freddie? What are you doing this week? I'm going to Campbellsville. Oh, Campbellsville. Yeah, again, we've we've already been there for Taylor County. We're going back for Campbellsville game tomorrow, Friday. What are is they, today? Monday, Tuesday. Are, Monday, are they the Camels? Monday. They need no, to be the Camels. No, they are the Eagles. Well, I know they're Campbell playing uh, KCD, which okay. is Kentucky, Kentucky Country Day, and they're the Bearcats. And it's one and two in RPI and one A, and then we're also we're having two Kroger KSR games of the week, and we're going to have Bullet East. We're going to have a rematch of the six A title game, Bullet East at Louisville Mail. So, ooh, a bulldog action. Yeah, my wife's school. They're pretty. Uh, and that's two and three in RPI and six A. I can't make sense of six A this year like it. Everybody's beating each other, which I guess is a good thing for that class. It's like the Big Ten West. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, did that Iowa under get home Saturday? Oh, easy. He's cake. Fifteen <laughs> six final, baby. Did you see it this week? Thirty two yeah. and a half. Yeah. Thirty two and a half. I mean, they can't They're make six, them all. Hawks enough. Hawks are six and one. They're gonna go ten and two and win that division and they might average fifteen points a game. He's a he's a damn magician. <laughs> he's unbelievable. Kirk Ferentz is unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. Oh, well, um, that, that so, defensive coordinator could probably um, co- could probably conquer world, or could probably get world peace. He could probably cure cancer. <laughs> send, send him to Israel. <laughs> like, what are we doing? That guy should run for president. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Phil Parker, you could save save all our lives. What are you wasting it on a football sideline for? Unfortunately, the OC is well behind the targeted goal on that points per game, though. Checked in on that. We need 25. They're at like 19 right now. Yeah, the drive for 325 is far behind pace. Uh, One thing that's pretty awesome about the bye week, too, um, Conference USA on Tuesday and Wednesday nights, we get the tops 
and they're going to Jacksonville State to take on the Fighting Rich Rods tomorrow. So, I not nothing like a little uh, Q's action. The Q, is that where I don't know. We need Q's a name action. for it. Q's action. Q's action. Oh, it's going to be fun. Um, I'm. I'm. But you know what? Kind of like. Mark Stoops, we we need to buy two. Like it, I hope you enjoy your wedding. I'm going to be wed- It's just weddings everywhere, weddings and football. Why? Yeah, we don't need to go down that road again. But um, hey, get a tattoo Saturday. Another one? There you I go. You were done. Yeah. No, no. I've got. I've got. I got one last week. What? Yeah, I may get another one this weekend. What are we thinking? I don't know. Suggestions. I'll do. If you all come up with a consent a consensus, I'll get it. Don't throw the go ball from first and ten. Just have the route and then put a big X over it. <laughs> why, why don't uh, Why don't we have our listeners send Freddie their their submissions, their ideas on Twitter this week? Oh, what's your yeah. What's your Twitter, Freddie? Fred Maggard six oh six. Fred Maggard six oh six. If If I like it, I'll get it. Do you have a football yet? No, but I got a power K. I knew you had the power K. Okay. Um, huh. Interesting. Yeah. I like I like uh, right here. How about run the damn ball? I like that. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's a lot of letters, though, and a lot of fine. That'd be a little painful. Get it what? in like a pretty cursive. Uh, yeah. Run the damn ball. <laughs> yeah. Right here. <laughs> um, ooh. A panther, potentially? A black panther? That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Like that, that's that possible. <laughs> I'll get, I, if something hits me, I'm, I'll get it. If somebody Ooh. suggests something. Ooh, what if uh, a salute to John Schlarman, you get a blue brick wall? Like, uh, the, like the, instead of the Ooh. tribal tattoos, it's just yeah. a brick wall around your bicep, and it's blue. Yeah, that's a good idea. Oh man, we're cooking you know the, now. We're you know cooking. the traditional you get. There's like a heart with a banner, yeah, and an arrow, and it says "Mom." Yeah, you do that, but instead of "Mom," you put Luke Fortner. That's a great <laughs> idea. Or get a heart with '79 in it. You know? yeah. There we go. Now we're I, getting. Started. I heart Luke. How about that? There we go. Yeah, you can just get his jerseys and leave room, so you can get like the UK jersey with the Fortner, and then you that's can a get, great like, the idea. Jags jersey. I tell you, on another team. tattoos are addictive, man. I mean, I swear <laughs> they are. They're fun. I mean, because at this point, I mean, I don't care. I'm old. I never take my shirt off unless I'm, you know, in a shower. But <laughs> hell, I get something crazy. I, I the funniest one I ever saw is, is uh, believe it or not, I'm, I'm not very mature. Um, I'm a big fan of Jackass, and when and Steve O was in a Humvee. And they were going over humps, and the dude had a tattoo gun, and he was oh, tattooing. It was just all over. It was awful. That was that was a good one. Man. I could get a picture of Drew's finger with the wrap on it. Remember these old school things? They gave me one of these. I hadn't seen one of these in oh, so God. Oh, wow. That brings me back to middle school basketball when I was six oh six. That's a good one. I never. I thought- did. I would have thought you already had six oh six. Not yet. I'm that that's in the lead right now. Oh, that is I may get six oh six on my knuckles. There we go. <laughs> Punch <laughs> QR code. Love and hate. <laughs> I like the QR code idea. Get a QR code uh, you don't know what a QR code is, never mind. No, I have no it, idea. it links you could link to anything you wanted. You know, I did uh, talk about a QR code because I heard y'all talking about a QR code at Georgia. And I thought people would know what I was talking about. I was one of those radio shows that all three, four of us get asked to do, you know, the rotation. Uh, yeah. And, and I said, well, Georgia had the QR code. And I was like, what the hell is a QR code? I don't know. <laughs> um, I heard somebody had a, they got a barcode tattooed on their arm of their favorite cigarette brand. And it was so accurate that you could scan it and it would give you the price of like Marlboro or whatever, you know? I like they go to the U scan and just keep putting your hand down, your tattoo down, and throw it in the, in the back. Yeah, I got a card. I, I bought five packs of cigarettes. I don't remember that. <laughs> I got my blood type right here under my on my ribs, in case you know anything ever happens. So that, that, that's a necessity. But I have my blood type all over my kitchen right now. I think I haven't done cleaning it. <laughs> oh 
man. This is what uh, we needed to end the podcast. What if I get Nick's face right here on my chest? Oh, man. I, I, uh, that, Your poor chest. It, at least, like, you know, it would be inaccurate because you probably got some chest hairs squiggling out the top of it. It wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't be an accurate depiction. Just really just be a Mr. Potato Head without the ears, you know? Oh, I got, I got it. I got it. Kroger. There we go. Right here on my bicep. With click a QR code. List. Click oh, list. Oh, yeah. Click list. That's a great one. Oh, Everybody send them to at Fred Maggard 606. Let me have them. I will, uh, I will think about them, and I will get one Saturday for somebody that gives me the best suggestion. Well, Shaka said I can get the hair tattoo on my head. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Well, this has been a fun way to end the show. We're going to have some more fun later this week. Still regular schedule for the podcast. We'll have 11 personnel Wednesday. Pigskin preview on Thursday. Until then, go Cats and go Kroger. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.